from Chattanooga, Tennessee. It's time for the Gospel Mailbox with Donnie Bryson. If you would like to contact the ministry, you may call Donnie at 423-355-3859. Write Donnie at P.O. Box 2446, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37409. Or email him at this email address, preacher at gospelmailbox.org. And now for today's lesson, here's Donnie Bryson. Welcome to another edition of our Treatment of the International Sunday School Lesson. Today's lesson is entitled, We Are God's Handiwork. And it's taken from Ephesians, the second chapter, verses 1 through 10, and it's for November the 20th, 2022, fall quarter, lesson number 12. Now, a little background information. We are continuing our treatment of the book of Ephesians. And I want to state three points very clearly before we start today's lesson. And I will repeat them on the, my conclu- in the concluding section of the lesson. First off, we are not earning our salvation. Absolutely, under no circumstances, do we earn salvation. It is a free gift of God. The second point I want to make is that we have free will. We have choices to make. And those choices have significance. And the third thing is the manifestation of salvation is a changed life. So in other words, when you get saved, your life changes. People can see that changed life. Okay? Ephesians 2, 1 and 2. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins, in which which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of of disobedience. Paul said something in 2 Corinthians 4 and 4. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Satan is hard at work in the world, and he is exercising a certain amount of power and authority in this world, and we should resist Satan at every opportunity. 
And this business of people playing around with satanic forces is absolute, utter foolishness. You will see and hear of people doing things like checking their astrology astrology readings every morning or playing with Ouija boards and such as that. A Christian should avoid that at all, uh, all cost. There is no way a Christian should ever participate in that kind of thing. There's also, too, you can not be doing witchcraft and playing around with, with the forces of evil and get drawn into things. Satan will try to lure people in with sexual sins, with sins of liquor, with sins of dishonesty, and they will get drawn into that darkness and begin to get more and more sucked into the powers of Satan. And this being dead is not a physical death that this is talking about. Jameson, Fawcett, and Brown, this is what they said about the word dead in this verse. Spiritually, a living corpse without the gracious presence of God's spirit in the soul and so unable to think, will, or do aught that is holy. It is the kind of death that disables the Christian from doing the right thing and forces them to do the wrong thing. Ephesians 2 and 3. Among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of man. Now, it's important for us to make the distinction between what is meant by flesh in this context and the physical world or physical body of a person. This idea of flesh here is that evil nature. Now, Dr. John Gill, he says this, and the lust of our flesh by flesh is meant the corruption of nature so-called because it is propagated by natural generation and is opposed to the spirit or the principle of grace. It is 
that part of the human character that is fighting against the will of God, against the moving of the Holy Ghost. That is what's meant by flesh. It is not talking about simply your physical flesh or your uh, in the natural world. Now, there have been a few times in the history of Christianity where people would misunderstand that and be abusive to their physical body because they considered the physical realm to be the evil. It's not the fit, not necessarily the physical realm, the realm that is evil, but it's that evil nature that is in opposition to God. Now the Apostle John said in 1 John 2, 15 through 17, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. So we see here how John is making that distinction about the things that are the pride of life, being prideful, being in rebellion against God, lusting in coveting other people's stuff. Okay? And that's where the evil is at. Not the natural, physical things, but the actual desires of the flesh that are part of that fallen Adamic nature of mankind. Ephesians 2, 4 and 6. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love in which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. It is raised and raised up and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. It is by the grace of God that we have been saved. This is not something we have worked and earned. It is God's grace that has saved us. And it's important for us to realize this 
being saved. Let me read you what Jameson Fawcett Brown said about being saved. By grace you are saved. Greek, ye are in a saved state. Not merely ye are being saved, but ye are passed from death unto life. Salvation is to the Christian not a thing to be waited for hereafter, but already realized. It's already realized. We are not only being saved, but we are saved. Now, Paul said in Titus 3, 3 through 6, But when the goodness and loving kindness of God, our Savior, appeared, he saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Now, I want to really emphasize and underscore the fact that salvation is not fire insurance. It is much more than that. Yes, we're on our way to heaven. Yes, we are not condemned to hell. But it is also that changed life, that regeneration, that new birth, being a new creature. Behold, all things are new. And it's and all the old things are passed away. And we are daily living this changed life. That is why we are in a state of salvation. Because God has cleansed us and made us a new creation. And that is part of that salvation. Now, the manifestation of our salvation, that new birth, that falling away of all the old things, are not a way that we are working our way into heaven. That is not what that's about. That is the evidence of our salvation. That is the manifestation of that salvation. The changed life is. We are not working for our salvation. We are not working till we deserve salvation. But part of that salvation is the washing and the renewal of the Holy Spirit. Okay? Ephesians 2 and 7. So that in the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace 
and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Aren't you so thankful for that showing of the kindness toward us in the Lord Jesus Christ? That grace that was poured out on us, the kindness, the tenderness that God shows toward us, the amazing gifts that God gives us on a daily basis. I was thinking this morning as I was putting together this lesson, thinking about how that the change that God worked in my life and how that I had been so headed to having such a destruct, destroyed life in a marginalized existence, in the sins that I had already started up as such a young child, things that I had been into as a young child that is amazing that I had already slipped and fell into such sin as such a young child. And then that night when I got up and walked down to the altar at Union Avenue Baptist Church in Rossville, Georgia, on that September night, and I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. And the work of God started in my heart. And the washing and regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost started in my life. And the power began to, that God gave me for that changed life began to be exhibited. And then a few years later, much to everybody's surprise, when I received the baptism and the Holy Ghost and began to pray in tongues in the prayer uh, prayer room at Union Avenue Baptist Church, and the power of the Holy Ghost came upon me, and the gift of God was given to me, and I the change. The work of God in my life and how my life had been as a young boy, the things I had been into, the things that would have ended up destroying my life as it destroyed other people that I had seen, um, as it destroyed their lives and the destruction I was heading toward. Let's not even talk about hell, and damnation just in my life. The good things that have happened in my life have all linked back to that September night when I was 13 years old where I accepted the power of God in my life, when I accepted the blood-bought salvation in my life. 
And I am so, so, so thankful for that move of God in my life. Isaiah 60 and 15. Whereas you have been forsaken and hated with no one passing through, I will make you majestic forever, a joy from age to age. We can be forsaken. We can be cast away like we are nothing. We can be treated as chattel. We can have people abandon us. We can be so destitute. We can turn to alcohol. We can turn to all these different things. But when we link up with Jesus and we accept his mercy, we accept his grace in our life, what a change that makes. Okay? Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Let's look at something else that Paul said. 1 Corinthians 1, 28-31 God chose what is low and despised in this world even things that are not to bring nothing, things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. And because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Friends, let me tell you something. The things that have happened, the good things that have happened in my life, the good things that have happened in my life, all go back to that night in September when I was 13 years old and I accepted Jesus as my personal Savior. He picked the castaway. He called the kid that was nothing. He saved me Every good thing in my life goes back to that night. The only thing that I can boast about is that I know Jesus. The only thing that it, everything in my life that is good goes back to that night. Because without that change, without that washing 
and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Without that, my life would have stunk. Okay? Ephesians 2 and 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We are his workmanship. Paul told the Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Because of that new birth, I'm not, not a castaway. Because of that new birth, I have God, the Spirit of the mighty God inside of me, leading me, guiding me, changing my life, fortifying me, encouraging me, teaching me all of the good things in my life go back to that night. When I met Jesus Christ. Okay. Now I want to just reemphasize some things to make sure that I am very, very clear in this lesson. First off, we are not working for our salvation. You are not earning your salvation. Second thing is, is that even though salvation is the work of God, your free will matters. You can decide that you're going to bust hell wide open. And you can make that decision at any point in your life and you can go through with it. Your free will matters. That's why you're responsible for your actions. And the other thing is, is that we are saved by faith. It is the gift of God. And the other thing is, is that when we accept that gift, our life, our physical life is different. We act different. We talk different. We behave different toward other people. Okay? Well, friends, good Lord willing, I'll be back with you next weekend.
You have been listening to The Gospel Mailbox with Donnie Bryson. If you would like to contact the ministry, you may call Donnie at 423-355-3859. Write Donnie at P.O. Box 2446, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37409. Or email him at this email address, preacher at thegospelmailbox.org. 